Friends, let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So our streams, and we're talking about clearing the stream here for Lent, and our streams can get muddled by the passing of distance. Like I was talking about with the kids, and you know, if you've not played Telestrations, especially with a bunch of kids, I highly recommend it. You, know, you start with putting a sentence, and we often will use post-it notes, and then you flip the page, and then somebody tries to draw that sentence, and on and on you go. And, you know, the places where that goes is hilarious. You know, but it doesn't always happen funs and games the way a telephone can happen. You know, even if you think about finding a source of drinking water, by nature, the further and further away you get from a source, things will come into a stream and will pollute it. You know, it's hard once you go a couple miles down from the spring to think that it's going to be 100% safe. So we need to locate sources. We need to know where they came from. It's why, for instance, that when we talk as a community, or really any community, you try to avoid triangulation. You know, if there's an issue with somebody, ideally you're going to go to that person and have a conversation with them. You won't try to employ a mutual friend and say, can you, can you go talk to this person for me? It's a little cleaner if you go right to the person. If you're trying to live off the grid, it's probably ideal to find a local source of water because otherwise you are going to spend a whole lot more time trying to treat what you do find. And when we do find direct sourcing, if I was going to head out to the mountains and set myself up, got solar on the top of my roof, and then I find a little spring, you know, the chances are I'm going to build my community right there. We're going to tend to stay where we can find the cleanest and purest source of the things that sustain us and help us to live. The more we don't triangulate, the the healthier our relationships become. So if all of this makes sense, we go to the source, we identify the source, we find the cleanest location, and we set ourselves up there, well, I think it would be the same with our faith. If this is something that drives us and sustains us and helps us to make sense of the world that we're in, well, we would want to find a space where we had the cleanest and most available source of the clean living water that sustains us in our faith journey. And should we find a clean source of the living water, we would probably do all we could to build our lives around that source. Now, this might be one of the classic Sunday school answers where, you know, who loves you? Jesus. Hmm. Same idea. This is source. This is not a hard one, I promise you. God is the source of our living water. No big shock to anybody, I'd hope. If it was a shock to you, we are wrapping up confirmation, but I'm glad to run you through it again if you're like, oh, God is the source? And it's human nature, then, once we find that living water source, we recognize God, we 
build around it. We want to have something uh, usable and containable, right? If I could bottle up the living water of God, if I could take it with me like, like a Dasani bottle, or, or for the more environmentally conscious of you, my, um, my uh, Nalgene water bottle, like if I could take Nalgene water bottles full of God and take God wherever I needed, well, that would be terrific. Clean, healthy, available source of God in my life. But notice what happens today in our readings. Now, I did the audible here, just so you know. If you're like, I see Romans, but why are we speaking Genesis? That's, that's me. Because I, instead of having Paul talk about Abraham or Abram, I wanted to today. And you notice that in this story, this initial call of Abram before he's even become Abraham, what's the first thing that happens? God speaks, and then God says, go. When God speaks, God requires movement. It's not like Abraham didn't have something good going for him. Abram had his family. He had his wealth. He had everything going for him. And yet, God called, the source suddenly appeared. And it wasn't a Abram, stay pat. I got you. It was Abram, go to the place where I call you to go. Go do the thing I've called you to do. And Abram got up and he went. And you notice the same thing happens in Matthew. Again, we've heard this story a couple weeks ago in the Transfiguration. It's not deja vu. But when God speaks, God requires movement. God's favor appears upon Jesus, right? We've heard that same thing before, right, at Jesus' baptism, remember? Holy Spirit descends on him. God says, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I'm well pleased. We've got a remix of that up on the mountain. Jesus is hanging out with his buddies up on the mountain in retreat, and God comes and says, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him, and that should be a reminder or an indication for us that that source is now upon Jesus. It's like a bright, big, flashing arrow to say, here is the source. Jesus is the living water. And of course, in this, in this story, again, we hear the disciples are thinking to themselves, you know, it is good that we found the source, y'all. Let's build tents. Let's set it up. You know, we would have done that in tradition, right? We, we, we set up tents for Moses. We set up tents for Elijah. We made sure that they were safe. Let's go do this again. But as soon as it happens, as soon as they get ready to lay out the blueprints and get the land set up, it is done. Gone. And we're back to Jesus. And then they head back down the mountain again. In both cases, when God speaks and presents the source, the next action is movement of the people. But in both cases, 
the source moves as well. God does not abandon Abram, puts him, puts him in some really awkward situations, like let's be real, the whole lot thing, kind of complicated. But God never abandons Abram and then Abraham. God is with him throughout, and the promise that we hear today, the initial promise that your family will be a blessing, did come true. And Jesus goes down from the mountain. You know, kind of like how I talked about the last time we talked about this. If I had a moment to hear out loud from God, God's self, you are beloved. I'm well pleased in you. But it would be hard not to want to stick around. Hope that God comes back, does it a second time, affirms a few more times. But Jesus does not have the time for that. He heads back down the mountain and says, friends, we've still got work to do. Keep this quiet until later. So God requires us, when God speaks, to go move, but the source moves with us. So if we want to stay close to the source, dear friends, it seems like we need to go where it goes. Because should we not listen to God asking us to move, and should we not go where the source goes, eventually we will find ourselves further and further away from that life-giving source. So our call today is to follow that source, which is strange all considered. It's not very often that you have a source, clean, fresh water that suddenly moves to a different place. And now you've got to go find it again. But when we stop going and we stop trying and we stop searching, then we have to employ all sorts of other tools just to try to get back to that original source. It's, it's just like setting far downstream. It's going to become more expensive, it's going to become focused more on maintenance, and it's still potentially likely to fail. Interestingly enough, I, I think it's not hard to think of churches like this. You know, let's Hardwood, you are in a physical location, right? Like, we can't just jump the church up and shift it wherever God would call us. We're pretty much located here at 2137 Hendricks Avenue. But let's say that a church comes up with a winning formula. They are knocking it out the park. Again, you can probably have good debate about what metrics one would say makes a healthy church connected closely to the source of living water, but let's say we use kind of the standard metrics. This church is growing double year over year. They've got more money than they know what to do with. The, the, the pastor wears ripped jeans and he's so cool and they, they've got fog machines and they play guitars and I see people there all the time and all these young families. It's terrific. They really know what they're doing, right? And we might think to ourselves, well, they feel really connected to the source of living water. And maybe they do for a time. Maybe Jesus took down the organ and picked up guitars. Maybe Jesus is going to put down a guitar and pick up a flute. I don't know. But what if the source moves? What if the church ignores God's call? 
You know, do you just keep doing the same thing over and over again because that's the thing that you always done? Do you call the same leadership into position because those are always the folks who have led you? Do you do the same programs because this is what we've always done? It may work for a while, right? Tradition is a heck of a drug. But it may start to look more like a wastewater treatment plant. Church spends more of its time just trying to manage itself. Just barely keeping this living water healthy enough to drink, although not as pure as it could be. Less and less time actually trying to identify new sources and where God is. Or it might be the end of a telestrations game. Confusion, misunderstanding, no sense of what the source is at all, forgetting why you're here in the first place. Why would you ever show up here? What, what are we doing with ourselves? Well, maybe the source has moved. And if churches can be this way, so can individuals. Isn't it easy to sort of get caught down in saying, well, this is always the way I've understand, understood God. We actually talked about that in our confirmation class. So we've finished all of our confirmation classes, and I reminded them that confirmation really is just the foundation of the house that you're going to build of faith. All we've done over the last few months is provide tools to continue to understand what discipleship and evangelism are. I said to the confirmands that my understanding of faith now is not the same as it was 25 years ago. And I don't know if I would have been able to express it then, but I try to now as to say what I hope that I'm doing as my faith changes and grows is that I'm seeking the source again. The second it feels like I'm spending more time on maintenance and not time actually seeing bright lights or voice telling me where to go, a sense of discernment, then maybe I'm just trying to filter what little water I've got coming at all. Here's the question I think we can ask ourselves. is that if we really believe, at least in some way, I mean, maybe not literally, but at least in some depth, that these two stories, that Abram, later Abraham, did something dramatic, left all that he had, went where God called him, and the people that came after were a blessing to their community. If we can believe that's true, if we can believe that there was something special about Jesus, something bright, illuminating, beautiful, if we can believe that, then perhaps we can believe that there still is a source worth going after. What would it be like for each of us to pursue the source? 
to believe that God is ahead of us, calling us to go someplace new, to explore something else, to grow a little bit, to potentially leave things behind, to go where God calls us next because good things are happening, to see the exciting moments, to see the blessings, and then recognize that those are the things that have to carry us as we move forward. Well, I'd like to think we would find God in the next space and find God in the next space and find God in the next space. God is still calling us, dear brothers and sisters, siblings in Christ. God still calls us to drink from the living water. God still calls us to go where there are good things happening. Let us not simply be satisfied with a distant mechanically, chemically purified product that is only partially what we could enjoy. Let's consider the source and keep moving where it goes. Thanks be to God.